that if you're in a factory and if you want to know whether something is silk and they're telling you that it's silk, one of the easy ways you can do it is you can say to them, hey, do you have a lighter? And you take a piece of fabric and you burn it. And if you feel clumps of plastic, then you know that there's polyester in there because silk will burn like paper and will not burn like polyester. Polyester, you can feel the plastic in there. Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today we're going to talk a little bit about fabric, but we're not going to just talk about fabric. We're going to talk about, use fabric as an example of why you need to understand whatever product you decide to buy and sell or import. You know, when you're looking at different types of fabric, you know, there can be a lot of people that might ask a question and say, you know, for example, what's the difference between silk, polyester, and viscose? And how do you know? Because really, when you look at silk and you look at polyester, you look at viscose, somebody who doesn't understand the difference, they can feel very much the same. They can um, they can have the same type of feel to them. And in fact, when you come to a place like Vietnam and you go to the silk market there, a lot of what they call silk is really not silk. It's a polyester. You know, so when you, you look at like silk, polyester, and viscose, of course, the most expensive of these is silk. And viscose is also more expensive than polyester, but is not as expensive as silk. So if you're going to decide you're going to buy some kind of fabric, you're going to buy something from somebody, it's important that you understand exactly what you're buying. You know, silk is produced from the cocoons that the caterpillars have, and viscose is made from wood chips, but polyester is an entirely synthetic fabric. So here you have three types of fabric. Uh, somebody doesn't understand fabric, they could say, well, they feel the same, they tend to look the same, but they're really not the same at all, and they should all be different prices. You know, this is where it becomes really important whenever you're in the global trade or whatever you decide to buy and sell or whatever you decide to import that you need to really understand the quality of what you're buying. You know, because you might say to someone who's buying 100% silk, you might say, why is your price so expensive? I mean, I can buy this silk over here. And they might say to you, well, th that's not really silk. You're buying polyester. And you're like, oh, no, but they, they told me it was silk. Yes, there are some companies that call some of their polyester as silk, even though it's not really silk. And let's talk, first of all, the reason why and we're going to use silk, you know, as an example, why is silk so expensive? Well, you know, one of the reasons why the, the silk is so expensive is considered one of the finest fi fibers globally. It's made from the natural cocoon protein fibers. So, you know, silk has a limited availability, which of course makes it more expensive. So not everyone is producing silk. It's, it's limited. It can be very costly to produce. You know, um, extracting the silk from the uh, natural cocoon protein is more expensive than other types of yarns and threads. Um, you know, 5,000 silkworms for one kilo of silk. So in other words, if you buy one kilo of silk, it has taken 5,000 silkworms to be able to produce that one kilo of silk. So you really you begin to think about that. You begin to think about how many silkworms it takes to produce silk. That's one reason why China is still today the largest producer of silk because they, they produce so many kilos of silk per year. You know, China is a significant producer, as is Vietnam and India. They all are places that produce quite a bit of silk and because they have the silkworms. It is very labor-intensive. 
In the process of farming, harvesting, and producing thousands of silk cocoons is, is very resource-heavy and labor-intensive. So it takes a lot of people to produce that um, produce silk. You know, silkworms, they need deep mulberry trees. So one reason why silk is limited is because of the mulberry trees. In order for the silkworms to survive, they need to eat the mulberry trees. So silk must be produced in a place where there are the mulberry trees. Otherwise, the silk certainly cannot survive. You cannot produce silk without it. And that makes it sure that silk production is a slow process. So when you ask yourself a question as to whatever it is you're buying, why is it this price? There can be other reasons why it is the price that it is. And so that's why you need to really understand what you're buying. Even if it might look the same or feel the same, you need to understand what you are buying. And if you, silk as an example, would be an example of this, that you cannot compare the price of silk to polyester because they are not the same. You know, viscose is another type of uh, fabric and it's a lightweight fabric and that's been used, you know, since the 1800s. It comes from trees, but because it is a chemical heavy in the production, it is not as expensive as silk. Viscose is produced from a wood pulp, so it does have some natural elements to it, but it's, it's considered a semi-synthetic fabric in that it does have quite a few chemicals in the fabric itself. It's an absorbent fabric that it can trap heat and absorbs water and sweat nicely. This makes an ideal material for a host of uses and it's lightweight, breathable and soft, and it's, but it's not considered environmentally friendly because it does have a lot of chemicals in it. Polyester is another fabric which is all synthetic. It's, um, it's from petroleum, and it's one of the world's most popular textiles. It's used by thousands of consumers around the world. And, and actually, you know, over the years, polyester is one of these fabrics that keeps improving. It keeps getting better and better and better. And that's one reason why a lot of times it can be hard for the average consumer to tell the difference between, do I have a silk or do I have a polyester? And it can be difficult for many people to see. Polyester was actually invented in the early um, in the, you know, in the light, late, actually, 1930s to the early 1940s. So it's a synthetic fabric that's um, derived from petroleum. It has, um, you know, some forms of it can be biodegradable, other forms are not. It's not an eco-friendly process at all to produce polyester fabric. It's usually blended today. Usually polyester is blended with other types of fabric. It can be blended with rayon, blended with silk, blended with cotton, and it's a widely produced fiber. And it's actually much easier to weave than let's say a silk is. So when you, when you look at these different types of fabric, this is really a great example of why when you're in the global supply chain, you need to really understand what you're buying and what the difference is between the products you're buying. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why you need to understand this. First of all, number one, if you go into a factory and the factory is showing you polyester, you say, oh, this is such nice silk. They may not say anything to you, but they might, They might when you, when you leave, they might say, well, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They have no idea about the product that they're buying. So, you know, if you're going into a factory, you need to have some knowledge about what you're buying because they'll soon very quickly catch on as to whether or not you know what you're talking about or not. 
The other thing is that you want to know what you're buying because you want to be able to label it correctly for the customs, especially for the U.S. customs. In other words, you can't bring in a fabric and call it 100% silk when it's not 100% silk. You can get in trouble when you bring it in and you try to sell it that way, especially if you try to sell it at a silk price, but it is actually a polyester. The other thing is that you need to you know, so for the customs and for the import, you need to do it. And for three, for your marketing, because your customers, many of your customers will understand exactly the difference between these. And if you don't understand it, then you as a brand have lost complete faith and trust in your own customer. And they figure that you really don't know what you're doing. That is why I've said many times in this podcast and many times in the blogs that I've written that being part of the global supply chain is not just a matter of you take a product, you buy it, you import it. It really comes with a lot of knowledge and skill and understanding. And a lot of times that knowledge and skill and understanding could take years and years for you to understand. For example, I can tell you that if you're in a factory and if you want to know whether something is silk and they're telling you that it's silk, one of the easy ways you can do it is you can say to them, hey, do you have a lighter? And you take a piece of fabric and you burn it. And if you feel clumps of plastic, then you know that there's polyester in there because silk will burn like paper and will not burn like polyester. Polyester, you can feel the plastic in there. You know, so those are all things that sort of take knowledge for you to understand, to be able to tell the difference, for you to understand that you that you know your product and you know your process. That's why it takes time and understanding to really be part of the global supply chain. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal, and we hope you've enjoyed this and that you've enjoyed our podcast. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments or thoughts on it. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. And thank you for Rico for helping to make these podcasts possible.